For searchsap.com, I'm Rob Westervelt. You're listening to the America's SAP User Group Influence Council edition for November 28, 2006. <laughs> edition, we'll talk about the America's SAP User Group Influence Councils. We'll speak with Matthew Ricard, who is Executive Vice President of the America's SAP User Group. Matt is a Project Controls and Procurement Manager with New Brunswick Power Holding Corporation. And David L. Johnson. David leads ASUG's sales and marketing efforts, and he serves as Business Process Consultant in the Service Enterprise Unit at Dow Corning. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Matt, why don't you start off with, with how, how the, uh, the whole Influence Council system got started and uh, where, where, what it's become? Certainly. Uh, the Influence program itself uh, has, has been uh, a program active within the ASAG organization now for, well, since, 19, or since 2001. And it was, it was a joint effort and undertaking by SAP and ASUG. And we were looking for uh, a mechanism to put in place to allow the ever-increasing customer base for SAP to be able to come together as, as one voice and, and influence SAP in the direction that they're going to take with their product in the future. So that first year was a very experimental year. We had uh, two influence councils that were supported by ASUG and SAP. And we refined the process, and we've moved forward um, from that point in time, uh, modifying the process and incre certainly increasing substantially the number of influence councils that we've held each year. And they've, um, re they've, re they've really taken off. Yeah, they, they've, uh, they've increased substantially. We're, last year, 2005, um, we had a total of uh, 60 influence councils. Um, 41 of those were initiated by SAP and the rest were initiated uh, by members uh, of our organization. Oh, which, which, which ones are the most active? Which ones are the most popular? Well, it, it really is all over the board. Um, as you are certainly aware and, and the listeners are aware that uh, SAP is a, a very large, has a very large product suite, and they're continuing, continuously striving to um, increase functionality and in a number of different areas, and our customer base and our, our, the members of ASUG are certainly looking for increased functionality. So it tends to come up, um, you know, in, in all different areas of the SAP uh, product suite um, as you're getting closer to new implementations and the customers, of course, and our members become more interested in, in what SAP is doing and looking to influence them before the product comes out. Uh, tell us how this works. You're up to 60 influence councils now, you said, and how does, how, how, how does an influence council come about, and uh, does it come from the, the actual volunteer members that suggest a particular influence council, and then what role does SAP play in the creation of that influence council? Yeah, well, the, the influence council itself can be initiated by either SAP or by any member of the ASUG organization. And um, really, this, the success of the Influence Council itself is, is um, dependent on, on it, the ASUG and SAP leadership. Um, 
influence really speaks the foundation of our collaborative relationship. And without each other, the program will not work. So uh, we've we've put a lot of effort into this. Um, the The influence process itself really is 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 comprised of uh, six different steps that we put together. Uh, there's a, uh, the first step, of course, is to initiate. And that, that I said can be done by either SAP or any member of the ASUG organization. It then goes through an approval process within uh, ASUG and within SAP to for for a couple of reasons. Um, one is to help us determine whether it's it's a topic that is is relevant and there's a fair amount of interest in from an ASUG membership perspective. And certainly from the SAP side, they want to um, check and, and see if it's an area that they're uh, expecting to have active participation in over the next little while in terms of enhancements and whether they actually have the resources available to, uh, to move in that area right now. Mm-hmm. Then there's a third step. The third step is educate. So prior to actually holding the Influence Council, we want to go out to our membership and bring them all up to a common level of understanding about the topic at hand. So we'll go through an educational process. We'll develop some uh, on-demand webcasts or live webcasts or some emails in conjunction with SAP to bring everybody to a, um, a level set. And as, as part of that, and then the next step really is then to promote the Influence Council. Um, so we'll go to our entire membership, and we'll do typically uh, a blast email to them. Um, we'll go to some of the special interest groups if it's applicable to them, and we'll look for members who have um, significant interest in this particular area. So we'll spend probably about three weeks doing that. Then we finally get to the point where we actually hold the Influence Council, the execution phase. And so that's where the SAP program manager responsible for the area that's uh, being considered for influence and the members, which is we try to typically keep in the 10 to 15 member range, uh, will come together and they'll they'll hold the influence council. And it, it may be virtual, it may be uh, in person, depending on uh, typically the time of the year and uh, you know, whether activities, face-to-face activities we may have going on within the ASAG organization. Does it also depend on who's interested in the uh, the particular influence council and if it's a popular topic or? Yeah, it's to, to a certain extent, it will depend on who's interested, um, the number of people we can accommodate, the geographic dis, uh, dis, uh, dispersity of the um, the attendees. Um, all of that will factor into it, and and time frame as well. If if this is something that's fairly hot that we're looking to provide feedback fairly quickly to SAP. Then of course the logistics dictate that you can hold a, a virtual influence council much faster than a face-to-face one. And then of course the and the, finally the last phase, the sixth phase, is the update phase, where it's uh, once the influence council has been held and all the information has been gathered and, and all of the topic areas discussed and and the areas where um, we hope to influence SAP has been clearly defined. Um, SAP will take that away and they will they will uh, get back to us during the update phase. Um, to provide feedback to the members who participated in the Influence Council and DASUG in general in terms of what they've been able to accomplish, uh, what, it, what uh, suggestions and recommendations they've been able to accommodate in the upcoming release of their software, and uh, which ones perhaps have been, had been deferred for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And how long does it take? I mean, how long can uh, you... you a company or uh, a person to actually see results from a particular influence council. Sure, it depends. It yeah, it, it it does depend a little bit. The the influence process itself is 
four to five weeks long before you get to the execute phase, and then um, the execution phase is, is fairly quick generally. Um, but then it, it depends on what the update cycle is for the SAP product. So you're looking at typically you know six months um, to nine months from the time that uh, you initiate an influence council until you actually can see results and what's coming out the other end. Dave, I wanted you to, to join in on the conversation here. Can you give an example of uh, SAP software that has been improved you know, through the efforts of uh, the influence councils? Sure. Well, one of the one of the topics of interest um, that has been a, a real focus of, of the group is in the area of security. This uh, this has been addressed through a variety of influence avenues, and it came right out of the CIO executive exchange to the influence council, and and has maintained really a, a core group of participants. And these these participants have really stayed together to get through um, this influence activity. Uh, have there have there been any eye openers for SAP you know, via an influence council? Uh, SAP uses these to 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 fill in some white spaces. Um, Matt, can you answer that one? Well, well uh, the one that comes to my mind is security. Um, that's um, an area that's at the forefront of many organizations these days, and we've had um, an influence council in place for a fair period of time now in, in the area of security, and we've gone through a number of cycles with um, SAP on this one. An influence council doesn't just have to happen once. Mm -hmm. um, it can be an ongoing process, and uh, the security influence council has certainly been very active in providing substantive feedback back to SAP in, in terms of areas where there might be some gaps in security or where there's white space where they could... Uh, um, provide enhanced security for uh, for all of the members involved. So SAP, you know, it's obviously moving towards composite applications. It's taking a different strategy. It's got a lot more partners now. Does this complicate the process, uh, in the influence council process, seeing that SAP customers not, are not necessarily going to be buying software directly from SAP, they might be buying it now, buying composite applications now through SAP partners. What do you think, Dave? I think um, as SAP grows, we grow um, along with it. And I, I think the, the Influence program realizes its potential to work with the entire SAP ecosystem and the ISVs or independent software vendors. Um, the program has a new initiative, strategic initiative this year to work in conjunction with the organization and develop influence-related activities that really make sense for our ASUG membership. And Matt, in, in terms of composite applications, is that have there been any influence councils around composite applications that you know of? There haven't been thus far that, that I'm aware of. Uh, that's a very new area, of course, for uh, SAP and for its partners. Mm -hmm. And there are, uh, you know, the, the members our members and SAP customers are just starting to get into that arena now. So I expect that as the number of companies moving to my SAP ERP 2005 continues to grow, it's, it's, it's on a uh, pretty steep curve there now, starting to pick up, that uh, the, uh, the demand on the organization will be there to start to have influence activities in this area. Well, I think we're running out of time. Matt, do you have any departing thoughts for us? The interest in influence councils is continuing to increase. The number of members that are, are requesting to participate in influence councils 
and the number of influence councils is, is on the rise. And uh, we have put some dedicated resources, marketing resources, into the budget for 2007 um, to focus on segmenting opportunities and, and targeting focused communications to our members mm-hmm. to generate even more uh, influence opportunities. Well, Matt Ricard and, and Dave Johnson, thank you very much for being with us. I certainly appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. And that ends this edition. You can check out our previous podcasts at our audio download page at searchsap.com audio. For now, I'm Rob Westervelt. Have a great day. <laughs>